Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Uh, uh, so, um, so I, I um, so I social I'm interaction, look, you guys. I'm, I'm uh, so it's been a while. I can see Josh. You can. <sighs> who, who are you? This is like who? both. This is both comforting and disturbing all at the same time. Good. It should be. <clears throat> yes, I, and I appreciate the fact that you did Lysol everything, but it, I could use less like touching of my personal person right now. Like, take uh, your Lysol hands away from me, Josh. No, I refuse. <sighs> hey, Wells. Yeah. What's happening? Oh, you know, existing in real life. In real life. Yeah. Yeah, we got uh, one of the North Carolina got to phase two for now. No, phase one. I thought we got it. Oh, no, uh, this this week maybe they're going to announce potentially we'll be in phase two. Nope, not for another like five or six weeks. Really? Woo. Yep. Clearly still, I'm up on my news. We still in phase one, baby. Okay, well, all right. Less than 10 persons. Yep, right? which we're less still, than 10 persons. Yes, we're less than 10. Uh, I haven't had a fever successfully in like two weeks, so we're good. <laughs> you haven't had a successful <laughs> fever? <laughs> I've been fine. Yeah. I, I felt bad because, like, literally before you guys got here, like 30 minutes before, I was out there trimming up some yard shit. So I was sweating profusely. Uh-huh. And I just, as a joke, just wanted to, like, continue to sweat and go, I'm fine, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's all right. Then we'll come in after all, you know, you've stirred up all this dust and, you know, like allergens and I'll start sneezing everywhere. Yeah. And like, no, no, it's fine. It's, it's just allergies. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's just COVID 420. Yeah. <laughs> a precursor to COVID. No big deal. No it's big it's deal. fine. It's, it's, just, it's fine. I mean, it is like super awkward, you know, even when you've got a mask on, like you're out, you know, at the grocery store picking up some stuff and it's like, I have to sneeze. Oh, yeah. And there's like no way around it. Yep. I can't fight this one off. Yep. Or if I do, I might shirt myself. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. No, I, I have been there. I've been there. The nice, uh, like I just ate and I've got that like phlegm in my throat that I got to like, you know. Cough and kind of shake it loose a little bit, but like everybody's staring at me now because I have this really disgusting sounding cough. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good. Love times. that. I've learned that you should not burp when you have a mask on. Oh, oh, oh. go on. Today's <laughs> life pro tip brought to you by Wells. Wells, he's not just some of the Wells; he's all of the Wells, and he's here to tell you what not to do. Don't, Don't burp. burp with your mask on, <laughs> especially if you've eaten something rather uh, pungent oh. recently. So like when a, you're having that uh, Limburger cheese sandwich, <laughs> like like maybe don't burp. Oy vey. Oy vey. <laughs> so yeah, this is our first in-person recording in what, two months? Yeah, I was thinking about it on the way up here. I mean, I think we did we did the one at like the beginning of March and then like was sure, right in the middle. Yep. Yeah, sure pretty on lockdown and yeah, we were like, right uh, what are we gonna do? And then Which, I was like, Oh, I found this thing and yeah. it worked. And you know and it, it was, was okay. Yeah, it, it was nice. You know, we were able to get by. It's not the same, obviously. And I, you know, was trading some messages with a couple different people and we're like, Oh, you know, like this is good and that's good. And I'm like, Yeah, but it just it sucks to do it this way. It's not the greatest. Yeah, it was it, nice having Chris back on, yeah, I will say. It it, it definitely yeah. lent us some flexibility when it came to having Chris on, you know, and, and but at the same time, like it's just, I don't know. And then I had a suggestion of, oh, you guys should just do video, and I'm like, nope, <laughs> hard pass. Josh is on video eight hours a day. Yep. Basically, if anybody has ever been on a Zoom conference call, that has been my life since we have been on lockdown for eight hours a day. Yeah, yeah. fuck that. The yeah. last thing I want to do is be on video after that. Oh, and I, I feel Skype. for you. 
It's no better. I mean, you know, it's a, regardless of the platform of choice, it's still the same. Yeah, thing. when you have to have people staring at you for eight hours a day, hard fucking pass beyond that. Yeah, it's it's weird how exhausting that actually is. Like, it I'm is. Sitting at home, I'm super comfortable. I'm in my comfy clothes. You know, I have pants on because that's the stupid ass question of the day. I don't have pants on. I don't have Fine. I'm wearing these. Well, but sure. I'm, I'm okay. also in a collared so, shirt the entire time. Well, I mean, okay, so like, <laughs> so I'm looking money. A collared shirt and basketball shorts. Yep. I love it. Ain't nobody fucking knowing. He, he literally is that commercial from uh, Sports Center a couple years back, where it's uh, what's the guy, the NFL beat reporter, and he's like at Tampa Bay and he's talking about something and then he gets done and like undoes his, uh, like, his super his long ponytail, tail. cranks up his metal music. Slayer specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Mom, I'm done with my bit. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was one of the best ones. So great, it was. So great. It was but great. yeah, no, it's it's um, nice to nice to get See out of the house. And I, yeah, no, it's nice for our random jackass brandness thing to be back in the same room. It's just so brand hard. of jackassery. Yeah, it's so hard to try to. Have have this kind of communication because you can't like see body language and we can't make jokes off to the side. Although I mean we could kind of do it with the chat room, but I, like it just it's not the same. It's not. It was different. It's fine. I mean, it's fine. I mean, it's it's there if we ever have to do it again, which yes. I'm ninety percent sure we will be doing this again in the winter. Yeah. Oh sure, but we know it works. We know how to do it. We know what not to do. We'll make a new mistake. Yeah, that's right. It'll be fine. You all like them spike seltzers, right? Spike seltzer. You mean like when I take a, a can of seltzer and I put my own alcohol in it because I'm an adult? No. I mean like, you know, it, it already comes with alcohol pre-installed. Yeah, but what kind of alcohol is that? Mm. It varies, right? Yeah. Are they ever... I, and, and I'm saying this somewhat out of ignorance because I don't pick up hard seltzer, but, you know, do they actually call out like what kind of alcohol they put in it most times? Yeah, there's no alcohol put in it. It's just through the distilling process when they're making it. And no, isn't it? there are two ways of making a spiked seltzer. Okay, please, please educate me. There's uh, where you add like a neutral grain spirit, like a, a vodka to carbonated water, essentially, mm-hmm. um, and then you do your flavoring. So that's one way. And the okay. other way is to ferment sugared water, okay. um, which is just taking big-ass bags of sugar and dumping it in water and fermenting that out with flavorings added to it in secondary. So it's either you're adding a neutral spirit, which you've got to have a different set of permits for, or to brew a hard seltzer, it's sugar and water. Okay, and so right now we've got a couple of breweries that are making some spiked seltzers. Noda's making some, uh, why can't I, Sycamore Cheese, I couldn't even think of the name for a second. Right. They're making some, who else? Catawba Town. Catawba Town, okay. Well, now we have our, our own spiked seltzery that's opening. Which, I you know, can't wait. like it doesn't at all surprise me, you know, there's always got to be somebody that's got to be the first one. First on the East Coast. First. 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 Which, you first know, post. Josh, you and I were talking uh, last couple of days about the enormous growth in Charlotte. And, you know, there's a lot of demand for what's popular. Yes. And there's a lot of people wanting to spend money on that. So, I mean, like, I get it. This can make sense. Where, uh, where is this going to be? I'm guessing South End. You ready? Oh, no. Okay. Wesley Heights. Yeah. Wesley where's, Heights. Uh, how, where, where's Wesley Heights at? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Not it's too far away from. Oh God, Blue Blaze. Blue Blaze. Okay. 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 Uh, so uh, still uh, in Brewery District of right, Charlotte. Right. 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 
quote unquote. Yeah. Okay, so you know you'll be the first. I mean, it's kind of like when Lenny Boy opened up, right? And we we're all. I'm sitting here going, Lenny Boy's already been doing this. They just aren't making a seltzer out of it, but sure, it's a kombucha, which is a low grade ABV alcoholic beverage, which arguably is probably better for you than a seltzer is. But I mean, it's all branding, right? You know, it's like when you take your beer and you call it an IPA because you put a little bit of hops in it, that sells better than the beer that you don't call an IPA. You know, if they, if it really is like a pale ale or something. Yeah, that's true. So, like, I get it. And, and they're, to me, this is one of those business cases where you've got somebody that says, hey, this thing is like super, super, super popular. I bet I could open up, you know, especially since there's nobody else doing this exclusively. Yeah. I could open up this place and maybe make some change. Honestly, I'm surprised it took this long. Yeah. This is a. <sighs> really? I, I am. I'm surprised this didn't happen two years ago. And to be clear, I have no interest. I won't go. Yeah. But no, absolutely I think not. I think this will serve a market here in town and they'll probably be well <laughs> I'd say Oh no, this will definitely serve a market in town. I was gonna say there's probably gonna be a line out the door. But then again, considering how everything is around here, there'll be a line out the door. Yeah. And but this is a good thing. There are certain establishments. Is it though? Hang on. Okay. So there are certain establishments in Charlotte that tend to draw a, a demographic, certain element to them that uh, means I'm going to be less likely to run into those fine folks at you know a, an actual at a divine barrel or resident culture. So, or so what you're saying is you're not necessarily keen on the types of folks that are hardcore into seltzers. Yes, well, that's I'm fine. going to hardcore judge somebody for being hardcore into seltzer. Everybody's got their thing, man. Sure. And you don't have to like it. No. I I don't like it. The difference, though, is, uh, you know, so again, like, again, you know, I have no interest in going. Yeah. But they don't need my money. They're not targeting towards me. That's nope. not my demographic. They're going to do perfectly fine until the seltzer craze is over. And yeah, then, and we'll the, then we'll see if they can pivot. Yeah. And something I mean, else. You know, like we've had, we, we've seen breweries open up and they're like, ah, yes, you know, this style of beer is really big. We're going to focus on this. And, <clears throat> you know, that's fine for a while, but that won't necessarily pay the bills forever. Like you need to be careful and mindful that you are always providing a product that is going to keep the lights on. Um, you know, we talk about Divine Barrel in that way a lot. You know, those guys love to make West Coast IPAs. They love to make weird I don't say weird, but but like uh, less common styles. But they also know that you know the haze, you know, brings the dollars to the yard, and that kind of keeps the lights on. So you know you got you got to balance that sometimes. Yeah. So this one will have you know your typical low ABV, up to eight percent ABV seltzers, and then even one that is a fifteen percent seltzer. But that's like How? for cocktail mixing. It's we're just gonna have this for like cock- seltzer cocktails. Sure. Okay. Why not? Mix it with some bitters. Fine. Whatever. I mean, it, again, not my thing, but God, we already have a, a sultry that's going to hate us, and they haven't even. Well, there's only yet. one, so you know. Yeah. I, I mean, again, hey, if if this is your thing, good on you. Clearly, we are not in this room the target demographic to be going to this place. Yeah, this is not the craft seltzer cast. Okay, nor is it in danger of being. Yeah. No. No, not at all. Not at all. But just this level of 
it's been a while since I've looked at an actual Charlotte Agenda article until that one. And it's like, this is a big deal, guys. Not even New York City has one of these. And I'm like, no, it's do not. you know how many breweries New York City doesn't have? Like, none of them are in, like, on the island. They're all, you know, somewhere else where rent's a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Like, New York City doesn't even have one of these. So fucking what? Do you yeah. know what New York City doesn't have a lot of? Like, unused warehouse space. Right. <laughs> You're right. You know um, what New York City has a lot of? Cheap. Amazing everything else that Charlotte yeah. does not have. So, I mean, whoop de doo New York City doesn't have a, a spiked seltzery. Cares what. But it's but it's kind of like how you ha- you know you can take any statistic and bend it to sound super important, and that's their job is to make it seem like it's a big deal even if it's not. <sighs> Anywho, all right, hey, so I got some things to say. Let's let's go ahead and preface this next part by um, Josh and I probably spent twenty minutes messaging back and forth the other day about this particular article yeah that uh basically is uh so so we got a brewery in town that is uh has decided to shut their doors now they're not saying it's because of covid yes decidedly not covid yes uh however um man i josh i'll 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 preface your thunder here a little bit by saying uh it's been a while since i read an article where somebody says, I'm shutting down and it's basically your fault for not spending more money here. That's okay. So I could have read this completely wrong. Show me. Show me on the doll where Thirsty Nomad touched you. The, the way that this article comes across is that I'm butthurt that you did not show up to my brewery. You should have been here. This is your fault, Wells, that I am closing my doors because you did not go to my brewery. You should feel bad. Not that we poorly planned this business and we should have had a fucking business manager help run this. No, it's your fault. Okay, so a brewery starts off and they're undercapitalized. They believe that they could not have uh, qualified for a small business loan. So they started off with less money than they would have liked to have been in. Right. With a smaller system that they would have liked to use in an area of town, whereas it's close to other breweries like Sugar Creek and Lower Left and Old Mecklenburg, it's not close. It's like not. those are park once and walk to all of them. This is like drive another five or six minutes away. Um, and then once you get there, it's small. It's in an office park. It's hard to find. Um, they make like a pickle goza. And I, I don't know, man. Like this seems like one of those. You make the beers that you want to make. And that's cool. But if you aren't making the beers that customers necessarily want, mm-hmm. then don't expect the whole lot. Yeah. Oh, I would agree a thousand percent. But and again, maybe I just read this wrong. But it came across to me as this is your fault. This it, is this is the scene's fault that you didn't show up to my place. Well, and, and I think <clears throat> so, you know, obviously I was kind of leading in with the last article about, you know, having product that people are going to buy, having, you know, you know, just basically a way to get people in the door. To Wells's point, like I I looked it up on the map because honestly, I don't know that I'd ever seen it. And I'm like, okay, so there's Old Mech, there's Sugar Creek, you know, all of that. There's all, that whole area. But then you got to like, you got to go down that road and it kind of tees out there onto that busy four lane high, or that's not really a highway, but that busy four lane right. road, uh, which can, name escapes me. 
But then you have to like go across the street, and it's a little bit further. So you're not walking there. No. Period. No, you're yeah. uh, not safely. You're especially. not biking either. No. So so there's no like cross foot traffic there at all for people who are like, hey, we're at this river. Let's go check out this other place. You've got to drive there. Uh, secondly, to Josh's point, uh, super small. Like the pictures, if their capacity was like thirty, like that feels generous. Yeah. So, I mean, especially in, in the, you know, six foot, like, <laughs> with six foot spaces between the tables, I, they probably could only see, I bet, I don't know, they could see double digits. Yeah, they could. Very small. Oh. oh. Very yeah. small looking place that made beer. And, and, and like, you know, his aesthetic was, or he, he makes this comment in this article about how he uh, um, wanted to not do what everybody else is doing. He didn't want to have the meat market. You know, he didn't want to have, like, all the... You know, people with their dogs and, and like I totally understand that. And but you know, in in, in his aesthetic is I guess in his mind uh, steampunk, which I was kind of looking at him like it, it was almost like like Amelie's brother. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like just that kind of kitschy kind of like and it was it wasn't bad, but I mean it was you know like it was a choice. And so you make these choices, and clearly like it didn't catch. Yeah. And you're going to shut down. And, like, that sucks. Like, I hate the fact, like, you know, you've got somebody. He's really, like, if you look, at, especially towards the end, he's frustrated because he wanted to get out of his job. He wanted to get into something he enjoyed doing. It's not working out. And now he has to go back to the job that he thought he was leaving. I, man, I get it. That sucks. Reasons it, not to open a brewery 101. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, like, you know, to your, to your point, like, Wells, he, he said something about maybe being able to get the... Uh, the, the, the loan uh, from the COVID relief and all that kind of stuff. And he, he said, well, we'd use it to, to move to a different place. So he's already, you know, he's already realized his location was bad. His business management wasn't where it needed to be. There's just, you know, like, unfortunately, this is one of those things where you've got somebody who opened a brewery two, three years ago when it was hot. It didn't quite take off. And then this kind of shut him down. He's not going to say he closed because of COVID, but I think it was the final nail in the coffin. Yeah. And yes. we kind of talked about this leading up into all of this. Someone would be the first. He's not shutting down because of COVID, but it just put that final nail. The, yep. I feel like we even probably said those that don't have a sound business strategy are going to be in trouble. 100%. On a, on a personal level, I hate it for anybody to you know have to walk away from something they thought was going to be a fun dream. But... You know, I mean, it, it does suck, but at the same time, like I said, just the whole this whole story. And again, it could have just been in the way it was written. Yeah. Could have been how I read it or I interpreted it. It just came off as this is my fault. Well, not not his fault, your fault. Yeah, you this know. is this is Josh's fault because Josh didn't go. Which again, you know, like if your issue is that you don't have enough people coming in, then maybe you should be looking at like how can I bring people in? Am I scrolling far enough? Are you happy now? I just don't know that I ever, like I said, I, I, I never heard much about this. Well, place. and that's the other thing too. Like, admittedly, my beer circle is kind of small. Sure, it's a few of you guys and a few of the other people that I know. I, never once have I heard anybody speak a word of this place. Yeah, which I, I went there uh, last fall. And there was one other customer in there. And it was one of those, like, do I leave? Do I stay? Is it awkward? Am I going to have to make conversation? Yeah. and <laughs> But they had, like, Sabrina the Teen... Like, the, the chilling adventures of Sabrina playing. And it's like, oh, you know, 
stick around and, and play this card game for a little while and you know we'll we'll polish off a flight and we'll go somewhere else. Yeah. And the beers in the flight were okay. Um but nothing there was nothing there that said, I'll come back. Come come back and visit me. And like, no, I'm kinda good. Like I I did my yearly pilgrimage to, you know, a Charlotte brewery like I do with everybody once a year. Yeah. Like I'm gonna go check you out. And cool, I, I stamped you in my book for 2019, and I guess there's not going to be a 2020 stamp now. Well, and I was sitting there thinking, too, like, back to QCBF. Uh, yeah. Don't remember going to their table during QCBF, because... Yeah, I'm even looking at it. I have not I have not sampled any of their beers. Because, again, it was one of those things where it's like Ryan would be running around, Wells would be running around, and you'd be like, hey, guys, you need to go here, or you need to go to this table, or you need to go to this table. Nobody yeah, said... Check this out. Yeah, nobody to- said run to Thirsty Nomad, so... And again, I know, mean, it sucks. Like, and I, yeah. I'm not here to shit all over people and say, hey, you're wrong. But again, don't don't blame your customer when you have a poor business model. Don't blame the scene when you have a poor business well, model. And, and, and again, to your point, Josh, maybe it's the way the article's written, because it definitely gives off a vibe. At least my first pass through it, I got the vibe that it was definitely like, you know, my personal fault for not frequenting this place that I didn't even realize where it was and never heard anything about their beer. But, you know, they also, you know, site location was an issue. Yeah. Size of the place was an issue, yeah. you know? And, and I think it's one of those, like, it's a, it's a fair point to say, like, I want to differentiate. I want to be different. I don't want to be, I don't want to be another sycamore. I don't want to be the place where everybody, that they're c- wildly successful and making money and still open. Well, but that's the point, Right. If you don't want to go and be that place where, you know, all of the, you know, 20 to 30s go dressed in spandex with their dogs hanging outside. Spanx, Jeff. They're called Spanx. Sure. For the, yeah. Um, There's Spanx for dudes, too. Yeah, sure. You know, again, you know, hanging out on the patio, you know, with your dog, you know, brushing your beard. Like, I get it. I totally understand that you want to differentiate, but you got to make sure that you don't put yourself in such a corner that you're never going to make your way out. Yep. 100%. 100%. And, you know, just... Also, I'm sorry. Let me, let me just make one more yeah. If you're going to put yourself into that spot, you better have the best beer in the world. Wells, yeah. just uh, off the top of your head, do you have any idea when they opened? Uh, it's 2016. It's in the article. 2016. Okay. Sorry. I, part of it I, I didn't read because I got enraged. I, 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 I was there on opening day. Fun story. Okay. <laughs> and Divine opened when? About the same, I think. And Resident Culture opened when? Before them. Culture, so, Resident Culture has been open like another year, I think, before Divine. Shoot, man. Feels like I, it. So th- another part of the conversation before we move on that Jeff and I had off mic was, you know, you need a shtick, quote unquote. Yeah. Okay. And my argument to Jeff was, not really. You need beer. Well, I didn't know Resident Culture stick about their weird artwork until I went to the brewery. <laughs> I knew about the brewery because of you. Because you started singing your praises. Because the beer's good. And then Divine Barrel, let's face it, other than having beer, they don't really have a quote-unquote shtick. They just have damn good beer. It's tons of fish. Trust yeah. me. It's okay. subtle as hell. Well, okay. yeah, and, and, that's, and that's okay. But, you know, and, and I think we're probably a few years removed from brewery ABC needs to open and they need to have shtick to get people in the door. You know, whether you it's... You need to have good beer. Yeah. If you well, have good beer and people well, are telling that, me about it... Is, like that's the, the point. I don't like the word shtick because it comes off as like... It could be a little over the top, sure. But, yeah. but you, you need, you need, you need like a, a point a, of view. You need an identity. Sure. Yes. Oh, yes, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Better better word. Like, better like word. Shtick seems like it's uh, I, again, campy or... Some years ago, though, shtick was 
more ubiquitous. Like when I say terrapin, you think of a turtle. When I say stone, you think of a gargoyle. But that's you know, more like branding and identity. Sure, yeah. I mean, call it what you will. I mean, it's, yeah, maybe shtick's a little too... Oh, maybe that's what we should do. We should open a shtick-based brewery. Let's make it like medieval times, where you get to smell horse shit and you just, can drink your beer. It could, it could be a medieval times and everybody wears, like, pieces of flair. Yes! Let's really lean in. I was going to say, can we not just make tchotchkes? Sure, <laughs> let's make tchotchkes the brewery. Why not? No, I, I, again, though, I mean, I feel like if, if you're going to <laughs> the be... The brewery where you can express yourself. <laughs> if you're going to be that place, like, so here's a good example I think will resonate with you guys. If you're going to be a small place that focuses, maybe not focuses, but like has one like kind of key thing and you're very small and it's inconvenient, you better have the best damn whatever that is to get people to come in. And so a good example here is Brooks. Yeah, I was about to say Brooks. Yeah, because not that they don't have other stuff, and people go in and they get different things. But right. pretty much everybody's there for the same reason. Yep. The food's good. The food's good. But, you know, like, it's just one of those places where, you know, like, you're not getting a high-end customer service experience, but it doesn't matter. No. Because you're there for the food. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I, I, again, like, you know, maybe Nomad had good beer. I don't know. I never knew what was on tap there. The things that they chose to promote via social media up until I stopped following them, it was all like... Here's where all our, our events, here's our trivia this week, here's our this, that, and the other. And it's like, cool, but when I go there, what am I drinking? Right, why am I going there? Are you going to give me a reason to actually like, go there? I, I don't want to do like Harry Potter trivia. I don't give a fuck. But if you tell me that there's a, a really nice Wee Heavy on tap, then maybe I might go. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, But I never knew what they have. Yeah. And that really frustrates me when it's, this is what you can do when you come here. Cool. Why am I coming there? Yep. Yep. 100%. Which, again, I mean, feels like almost like it's like a board game shop that has beer. Kind of. Which is fine. Which is, there's a few of those opening now. Which, and again, that's fine. I have no problem with that. But again, what's that identity? Right. What's their point of view? What are they really after? Are they a brewery? Are they a geek hangout? It's a very small place. So, like, you don't have as much space. Literally and figuratively, but you don't have as much space to make mistakes. Yeah, that's true. I hate to see it for him, but I, you know, we knew it would happen eventually. Yep. All right. So moving on, uh, Westy Twelve. You know that that sought I'm, after I'm, Belgian I'm, beer. I'm, I'm quite quite familiar. one of the absolute best Belgian beers in the world. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've had it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's good, but it is, it's real good. It it is. But there's better, easier sought examples sure, out there. Sure, I, like a lot. We've been doing this long enough, and it's been a while since I've said this. But I mean, beer is beer. Yeah. There's a point where you know I think you can kind of fetishize the idea of having the super rare beer that you spent a ton of money on. That's fine if that's what you want to do, but you don't have to, you know. And so, so Westy Twelve is great. Mm-hmm. It is a fantastic. I mean, like it is the mark. Yeah, there are others that are just as good that I can go and get off the shelf right now. Yep. Sure, and that's that's fair. But that's so, like to say Pliny the Elder is the mark for a West Coast IPA. Oh, yes. Sure, there are other others like locally made that are still killer. But damn, if somebody puts a four pack of Heck that yeah. in my fridge, hell yeah, I'm gonna shake their hands. If I can get said beer without going to too much trouble, yep. I will gladly do it. You know, and, and that's really, you know, for, for me, where a lot of this comes down to. I mean, like, you know, with, I, of course, with everything getting shut down, you know, Whales for Wishes got shut down, and I was really, 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 Postponed. really, well, yeah, sure, fair enough. But, like, the whole, one of the big hooks for uh, Whales for Wishes this year was that they were bringing a bunch of Planet of the Younger. Yep. 
which they still gave away, and there were baskets, and of course, I never win any of those, and that's, I mean, like, well, yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of people entering this I really don't <coughs> expect to win, but, right. you know, I was really hopeful that I'd be able to mark that one off my list, or somebody would have an extra bottle, because that's how it usually goes, and I would finally get to mark one of the two last beers I have on my list off. Yep. It didn't happen. Yeah. I might go to some links to get that beer. But then after that, I don't know that I would. Yeah. So it could, it could still be great. But so can you know? Speaking of going to extreme lengths to try to get the spear, so uh, Westy, just like most of the world, or the Abbey has been shut down for quite a while. They finally reopened, and basically their servers got so hammered, uh, it almost doubled the requests of what people normally put in for an allocation of some Westy. Which is something I did not necessarily know, which I think is actually kind of crazy. And you guys probably knew this. I just never paid attention to it. To be able to secure your allotment, which is up to three cases of Westy, you actually have to put in your license plate. So obviously it has to be a Belgian license plate. And then they cross-check it against, you know, whatever. And say, yeah, you're a real person or not. Or otherwise, if you're not... There's a guy in a chair. Yeah. Sitting in front of a computer. Yep, exactly. Uh... I'm in. <laughs> but yeah, so basically their servers got crashed because everybody had been locked down for so long. And, and you know, let's face it, it's a, it's a Trappist beer. It takes a little bit of time to make those things. They don't just yeah. ferment overnight. Yeah, yeah. this is not your uh, Bud Light. Yeah. And no. So, yeah, but they're, they were basically double allocated. Everything's gone. So, you know, right now... In theory, you could buy a bottle of a bottle of Westy for about twenty-one euro. I imagine that's probably going to double, if not triple, until the next batch get released. Sure. And I mean, you know, good for them. Yeah, but they don't see any of that price increase. They don't, and that's right. It's all black market shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you know, just go buy some Saint Bernardus or um, yeah. Um, oh dang! But my brain just shut off. Um, what's the other one that's got the number on it? I want to say Roquefort, but that's not right, is it? That's no. cheese. It'll come to me when I'm thinking. Yeah, it. I know who you're talking about. Anywho, uh, so final story. So even though, despite being the craft beer cast, we had three Charlotte stories this this run. Hey, is that, it happens sometimes. Sometimes when you have to source your own news, it tends to be kind of hyper local. <laughs> Sometimes there is a local brewery that is merging with a local restaurant, and that makes sense. It kind of does. Uh, so we're talking Sunstead. about so Sunstead, like they l- just opened. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I thought they were like kind of newish. Like they were. Than... I went there on opening day too. Okay, and that was three months ago. Very recently. Yeah, three or four months ago, uh, they decided before obviously all this COVID stuff hit that they they'd started a food truck because they realized they needed food. Of course, margins razor thin, uh, especially somebody... If, if you never talk to somebody that works in the restaurant industry, you ain't making money off your food most of the time. You're making money off of other things to get people in the door. Right. It's, it's beers, it's spirits, it's things like that. that yeah, the, the food is a gonna, convenience in a lot of cases. Yeah, exactly. That's where you're going to make your money. So they started talking with a local restaurateur, Local restaurateur said, hey, you know what? Let's just merge these two things together, shall we? Let's. So basically, we're going to have another brew pub in town. So their opening day was January 18th, or their okay. friends and family opening day. Okay. Um, so we're one of those, like 
gotcha. soft open type things. Yeah, yeah. So that was in January. Okay. Um, beers were fine. Space was cool, but it didn't like feel like anything. Um, all the equipment was in the back and at a lower level, so you could like look down out and down on it, which gotcha. is really neat. To so you see. look down on their beer. Is what you're telling me? Well, I look down on the beers that that they made. <laughs> oh. Uh, so the, the restaurant that they're merging with is Toucan Lou's or Louis. Louis, which I've never heard of. I haven't either. It's got cool branding to it. I got to give them that. Yeah. Sure, but it's like cool branding and they have food and they also roast their own coffee, but they don't have like any draft beer. Yep. So they're merging with this place that has the ability of making draft beer, but we're keeping the Toucan Louis name yep. and branding and design yep. and we're scrapping all all the Sunstead beers, they're gone now. Yep. And it's going to be two games. So someone's so like, got, this is a merger. And I'm like, "Yeah, tell me how this is a merger. Well, yeah, this is so, really a like, takeover. This is, this I'll, is a takeover. I'll tell you what this is. Yeah, well, what this is is one of those things where probably the ownership group of Toucan Louis has more money. And they say, hey, look, we'd like to acquire you. And Sunstead's like, well, hey, we wanted to make money. We're going to make money. This is all going to be great. Yep. And they're like, and uh, since we've got 51%, we're just going to do things our way. We'll call it a merger because it's really close, and that'll make you feel better. But bye-bye. So, yeah, RIP Sunstead. You're gone. Yeah. Hello, Toucan Louis. I mean, God, that took four months. Yeah. Yeah. Grand opening, grand closing. Who's next at this point? That's why you never play like the who's going to close game because it's stupid. Like, here's a brewery that, like, got acquired within four months and, and rebranded. Like, Sunset's dead. Yeah. But it's still fun sometimes to play who's, who's close in game. Let's, let's not lie. Sure, but it's... I mean, it's, it's, it's evil assholery fun. How and, about that? And it's largely pointless. Like, there are so many things that I have seen in the past is, like, surefire writing on the wall that somebody's about to go under. And sometimes I'm really right... Sometimes I'm years late, in yeah. which case I'm or wrong. early for that matter. Well, because I know there was one particular place that closed not so long ago that probably four to six months prior we were like, "Oh, there it is! There's the sign! Yep, it's happening!" And then it didn't happen. But it, the writing was on the wall. Oh, for sure. For like sure. you know, somebody's head brewer leaves, and you fail to close <clears> a round <throat> of funding. The writing's on the wall, but you're not dead yet. Yep, not quite dead. Not quite dead. So, hey, good times. Yeah, so there we go. I don't really know if I'm going to be making it over there. I mean, I guess if the food's decent, maybe. But But here's the other thing, too. Uh, So, number one, like we said, they're rebranding. Number two, they're going to put a small pilot system inside of the Toucan Louis location. So, uh, again, in other words, it's going to be a brew pub. But at the same time, uh, that probably is going to be at least a year plus before there is an actual pilot system inside of there so so does so at this point is toucan louis basically just buying capacity to make their beer because that's kind of what it feels like if we're dumping all or i'm say dumping not literally but i mean like if we're scrapping well, remember they didn't have any beer before sure but if we're scrapping all of sunset stuff yep. and they're putting a pilot system in the the cafe restaurant or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah so they've got their pilot system for you know small batchy type stuff but then they're Probably gonna. They're probably thinking they're gonna mainline. You know, yeah. probably two to three to four core beers. Got to get in a production facility. Yep. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Hey. Hey, look. You know, it's their money. 
Yeah, and hey, like you said, I it, mean... It may be wildly successful, and I'll be eating my words in six to nine months. Okay, so this is interesting. It looks like they are formerly of Mellow Mushroom in Charlotte, the owners of Toucan Louis. Oh, okay. So they had a, they, they were franchisees from Mellow Mushroom. I knew they were... That was not the best run uh, either. So yeah, I, yeah, those Charlotte runs did not pan out. I think the way they planned. It definitely worked out better than uh, Chris's favorite uh, Mexican place, Tijuana Jacks or whatever yeah, the fuck what, it was called. Flats, Tijuana Flats. Yeah, that's right. So they've got like pimento cheese steak sandwiches, hummus sandwiches, Mediterranean salad. Okay, uh, whatever. Eh, who knows? Like yep. Jeff said, we, we could all be wrong, and we could be singing the praises of Toucan Louis in nine months, but I'm Look, not going to hold I'm my breath. I'm the one that sat there saying, like, I don't understand how Legion's going to make it, and then Juicy J hit, and I'm like, okay, but like that's only one beer, and then they open a place in South Park, and I'm just like, I don't understand things anymore. Yeah, I don't clearly either, because I know that area, how expensive it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yay. But again, nobody else out there, so... Yep. And, man... Had I still been in that office? God, that would have been fucking nice. Walk three blocks to have a beer? Yes, please. Oh, that's about three blocks further than I would walk. <laughs> and yeah, that still would have been closer than Thirsty Nomad. But are we ready for a break? Yes, Lord, Lord knows. We'll be back in 30. Time for buy no buy. Wells, how does that work? Well, we're we've all been drinking beer together, the same beer for the once, same beer for once during the course of the show. Um, so now we're going to tell you what we think about it. It's a real simple system. Would we buy this or would we not? Jeff, what's the first thing? Uh, first beer up is called All Together, or we're all in this together because that's a term that I'm not tired of hearing. Of sarcasm, totally sick. It's called All Together Beer. Yeah. Uh, but it's like a worldwide collaboration that I guess um, one of the like East Coast breweries kind of kicked off. Other half. There you go. And uh, so um, we've actually got three beers from three different brewers that all have like similar type labels. Um, Wells, you got any background on this? So Other Half announced this uh, All Together Beer project along with their design agency partner of Craft Co- uh, Stout Collective and the website studio Craft Peak. So basically, Other Half provides an open source beer recipe for everybody. Uh, the artwork was created by Stout Collective and the labels were printed at cost by Blue Label Printing. So basically, Other Half came up with this beer concept and, and gave away the rights to any other brewery that wanted to brew it, but all proceeds from this are going to help service industry folks. Um, hospitality industry profession, what's that? Uh, for other half, the proceeds will go to the Restaurant Workers Community Foundation, um, 
this is this is along the lines of that Sierra Nevada, like uh, the beer that they brewed last year, um, the Resilience IPA. Yep. So okay. it's the same concept where we're going to give you a beer name, label, base recipe, and then you make it and donate your proceeds to which your, your local thing. Which yeah. makes it a lot less potentially problematic than the Sierra Nevada one was. Yeah, because it had a, like Michigan, yeah, that cuz you had to like more... give them money and like people were expecting checks and it was a whole it was a whole Well, thing. Sierra Nevada was expecting you everybody to sell through their run of IPA and then people didn't cough up the money that they said they were going to. So, yeah. But anyway, we have 3 of the altogether beers today. All right, so first uh, so so it's a base recipe at which point they can manipulate however they want to manipulate. Yep. And you know other half was doing something hazy. Well, yeah, sure. And some probably did and some probably didn't. It made my uh, smile very large when I saw that uh, Divine Barrel did a West Coast version. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they were running a special on their site where it was like uh, you could get a mixed four-pack of this and it had beers from like three other breweries. I think it was like Resident Culture and Heist and... Somebody else. I can't town. remember the fourth. Yeah, there's a fourth. yeah, I can't remember either. Though, top of my head. But uh, at any rate, like, so I, I, you know, Josh had sent me the link. I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get it on that. And I kind of, um, I missed out. And instead, I instead of getting a, a four pack of that and a four pack of just the Divine Barrel, I ended up with two four packs of the Divine Barrel. Um, but it was a West Coast, so I'm like, oh, this will be fine. Um, and then I got home and I cracked one open, and we're having one now. And I said, yes, this is very fine. This is a very clear bitter boy that I enjoy very much. Big, strong, solid buy on this. It is clear. It is bitter. It is everything I want out of my Divine Barrel West Coast IPAs. Um, I heart this one a lot. Big buy. Wells? I hate to be like that person that's going to say the exact same thing every single time that we get a Divine Barrel West Coast in, but do I like this beer? It's a West Coast from Divine Barrel. Of course I do. Uh, this is just as worth trying as everything else that they've made West Coast wise. It in a in a world where everybody pretty much turned in an East Coast or New England IPA version of that other half recipe. Good on Divine Barrel for making an absolutely killer bitter boy. Definitely buy Josh. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. Y'all said everything that needs to be said. Sorry. Bye. Next beer. Uh, next beer up, sticking with the same theme and format. Altogether, from Perennial Artisan Ales, uh, out of St. Louis, Missouri. Wells, how Missouri. did... Yeah. How did, how did this one show up in your hands? Sold locally. I mean, it hit distro. Oh, okay. So, yeah, remember Perennial sometimes, like, remember I bought some? Just happened to be hanging out? Like, Perennial sometimes sneaks around in Charlotte. They, they, they low-key creeping. So it's kind of bizarre to me that... A beer that everybody is making off of a base recipe that it would ship here. Like, I get the idea of, like, hey, there's something that I haven't seen, or rather, there's Perennial's version. I'm curious. It just seems that's just a weird flex. But uh, Perennial's, um, this is a very um, milky, not milky, like. Um, Definitely got some haze it's, to it. It's, yeah, it's definitely yeah. Well, it's a it's a it's listed as a New England on Untapped, so take that for what it's worth. But um, 
it's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I don't, I don't mind it, uh, but I'm like I, I'm not buying this because again, as aforementioned, I'm buying the Divine Barrel version of this, so no buy for me. Well, of all the uh, all togethers that I've had, which is to say uh, three, this is my least favorite. So I am a no buy on this. It it just didn't quite come together the way I wanted it to, or it wasn't as interesting as the West Coast version, or wasn't as good as the. Uh, what we're about to talk about. Josh, what do you think about this one? Perennial. Okay, was it just me, or is this one really thin? Yes. Very thin, very watery, just mm-hmm. didn't didn't have a lot of body to it. It was very forgettable between the first one and then the last one. It was kind of like, I guess, which is disappointing because it's perennial, and you know the stuff that we've had from them has been pretty damn good. Yeah, they usually exceed, um, but I'm not really picking up a ton of their IPAs. Yeah, um, that's true. I'm not either. So, it's if this like was an altogether stout, I'd be sure. buying perennials first. But like, honestly, when I saw that you had a when you said perennial, I'm like, surely he didn't mean perennial. Surely he meant like a resident culture or something. But of course, I would expect him to say that correctly as well. And so I get, I'm like, oh, right. it's actually okay. So it's perennial. I mean, to me, this would be like if Birdfly South made one of these. Like, I'm curious, but I. Not gonna commit to a four pack, yeah. Let alone eight, like I did with Divine. <laughs> I committed to a four pack. Womp womp. All right, next beer up in the series, uh, Heist's version. Uh, again, very similar. Uh, little, little more haze to it. Um, still not full on, you know, like thick shake for sure. And it just it has more pop. I, I like the way you described the last one, Josh. It was a little more watery. To me, that last one tasted more like. Like a New England pale ale, not a New England IPA. You know, like it just, it felt thin. This one um, is a little better, but I'm not buying this one either. I'm still giving Divine Barrel all my money. Hey, look, it's a heist IPA. It's a heist New England IPA. So I'm probably going to buy it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy this one too. I mean, you know, you, you set like a certain minimum and this one's above the minimum. Josh. Hayesbro reporting in for duty, sir. <laughs> Holy shit. <clears throat> yeah, there's like a night and day difference between the perennial one and this heist one. Like, this heist is bright. It's poppy. It's still thin, but that's a New England IPA in general. But the hops are definitely there. Like, it, I, I think you actually might have hit the nail on the head, Jeff, that that perennial is like a pale... It pales by comparison. Weird thing... This is mwah, Chef's Kiss Delicious. Absolute buy. Final beer up. Um, so Wells brought in a four-pack of barrel-aged beers from Pilot, uh, which is a brewery in Charlotte. Yes, yes, it is. I feel like an old man. I can't keep up anymore. I'm out of my lawn shaking my fist, going, just I'm you know. Who are you and why are you here? Um, so the first one up we have is their, uh, barrel aged Wee Heavy. And, you know, I, I feel like as a general statement, Wee Heavies are like, they take a barrel really well, right? We of, love Wee Heavies. Yes. And, 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 and I very much enjoy the Wee Heavies. Uh, I really like the barrel aged, um, Coffee's another uh, another adjunct. Coffee's another flavor. It goes really well in it. 
But like, <sighs> this one smells weird. Like it's like, you smell weird. Also true. You know, sometimes we have those beers, and it's like I can. It smells like brew day. Like I, I, I can never remember what the the terminology for that is, but it's like, um, like it just smells like grains as opposed to like a beer. Okay. I get the barrel. The barrel's in there real nice and strong. The wee heavy. I just I wonder if it's the wee heavy feels a little lacking to me, but it's syrupy. It's caramely. I don't hate it. Um. I'm curious to see what the rest would be by, be like, but there's something about this one that isn't sitting with me, and I'm gonna know by it. Okay. I'm getting big like caramel, coconut, yep. Um, dark sugar, burnt sugar. Like I'm I'm getting a lot here. Marshmallow. Um, I really surprisingly, shockingly enjoyed this. Uh, I am a a definite buy on the. Single barrel wee heavy from Pilot. Go figure. Josh, where are you, man? I am getting the caramel. I'm getting some burnt sugar. There is just something missing that doesn't quite make it a wee heavy, and I can't put my finger on what. Mm. It almost tastes like, maybe I'm crazy here, it almost tastes like a double more than it does a wee heavy to me. And honestly, that might just be the barreling because it, it got kind of thick. It's a strong wee heavy. What kind or, of barrel? Keep talking and I'll tell you. Because, I, I mean, like I said, it just it, it tastes more like a Belgian beer than it does a wee heavy to me, which I know we're... <clears throat> it's not quite estery enough for a... Doc Porter's single malt. Okay. Which I've not had Doc Porter's single malt. I've had their whiskeys, but I haven't mm-hmm. had their single malt. I haven't either. So I don't okay, know. Okay, so all right, here we go. What kind of um, notes that wooden part? But so the wee heavy is in Doc Porter's malt whiskey. The imperial stout is in Doc Porter's bourbon barrel. The Belgian quad is in a yellow rose bourbon. Yellow rose. And then the barley wine is in a Doc Porter's bourbon barrel. Okay. Well. Like I said, again, it, it could have been the barrel. I don't know. There's just a little bit missing to what I would like in a wee heavy. This isn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. Just missing that one little thing, I think, to, to make it. So also buy it, but I definitely would not put this on tap. I would mind. I, I okay, would, so you're going to buy it. You're not going to. Okay, cool. I, I think I would like to see a second run of this. Uh, you know. I don't know anything about Pilot. I don't know how long they've been open. I can't imagine it's too terribly long, but um, I wouldn't mind seeing, like... I, I would definitely like a different barrel treatment on this. Or at least I want to try Doc's single malt before I could say what kind of notes this is going in part because it doesn't give... To me, it doesn't have what a single malt barrel should in part because I do like a good single malt scotch, and this does not have those notes. It doesn't necessarily say scotch. It's just single malt barrel whiskey. When you're talking, well, I guess you can't tip, you can't call it scotch because it's not made in Scotland. But whatever. Yeah, I, I don't want to get into you know, scotch cast again. <sighs> one and done. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time for I tap that. How does that work? 
of all the beers that we've been drinking on the show, what's the one that we are looking to put on tap on our home kegerator? What are we tapping? Jeff? Uh, it's the, that West Coast. I mean, hands yeah. down, period. I knew End of story. Yeah, Not a big shock for it because I didn't buy anything else first off. But um, like this is, it, it's funny, like these collaboration beers or these... Um, like, like these, everybody's doing the same kind of beer things, especially like, you know, you don't know what you're going to get. I wasn't expecting a ton. I was just like, oh, this will be good. I'll drink it. It'll be fine. And then, honestly, this is probably one of my two or three favorite Divine West Coast beers, period. Nice. Nice. I love it. Willie well, Wells? I'm going to have to follow in Jeff's footsteps. That all together from Divine Barrel is my favorite of the trio. Josh, what are you looking for out of this group? Oh man, do I do it? Do I do it? Do I do it? Combo breaker. I've got to get it to the highest. Nice. Because damn, that was that I know, was good. Yeah, it was. That was good. It was. It was good times. Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at? Man, we're all, all in the same room together, so it's still really weird. But uh, meanwhile, for all of you that are keeping more than six feet away from us for, you know, logistically geographical reasons, uh, go to the website, craftbearcast.com, find links to our old episodes. Um, or don't. Or don't. You know, I mean, like, honestly, like, I, we were joking before the show, uh, the spreadsheet that I keep up, like, I really haven't done jack with it because it's just been so weird and it's like do i code like one beer that we didn't all have together and then what does that do and then my ocd gets a little twitchy because we're not <laughs> we're not we haven't like had every you know like now suddenly we're gonna be like a skip at episode numbers and i'm just like yeah i don't like this but i mean you could just delete them from the spreadsheet and pretend like we just um, didn't do buy no buy for two months that's pretty much what i'm gonna do i you know two it's months? yeah oh my God. we took out we're on hiatus even though we kept cranking out shows but, uh, you know, the good news is we're all back together and there's uh, no uh, uh, potential of having the bot eat the show. So long as our new board doesn't kill it. Or the laptop. You know, there's only like five points of failure. Yeah, we, we do have quite a bit of that. So, Damn it, Craig. Yeah, right. So, uh, anywho, uh, go there uh, or uh, hit us up, um, you know, email contact at craftbeercast.com. Um, hit us on the Twitters at CBCast. Wells, you got anything you wish to uh, announce? Yeah, you can find me at all the wells on Instagrams and the Twitters. Uh, Josh, where can we find you, man? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of Joyce. Don't forget to tell a friend. Tell them about us. We've been doing this for seven years now. So uh, don't forget about our subreddit slash r slash craft beer cast. Submit story ideas and all that fun stuff. Uh, hate mail is a good email to get a hold of us if you yeah. want to do some beer swapping. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Other than that, pretty, we'll, pretty much it. Yep, yep. we'll talk to you guys next Thursday.